Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Happy Friday, everyone! Welcome to Kwentuang Pilipina. And if this is your first time hearing about us, we are a podcast and community that aims to be a safe space para makipagkwentuan sa iba't ibang Pilipino sa buong mundo. I am your Sunshine Cleo, but you can just call me Cleo. I am the founder of Hiraya Pilipina and your host here at Kwentuang Pilipina. For today's episode, I am so excited to introduce you because... We have Risa Mananquil Trillo, the co-founder and award-winning Filipino entrepreneur behind Happy Skin, the country's first homegrown makeup label offering innovative skin-caring makeup. So, Miss Risa, welcome to Kwentuang Pilipina. Thanks so much for having me, Cleo. <laughs> so, Miss Risa, we usually start our podcast episodes with a little icebreaker. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I follow you, so I've seen your different ways of doing the icebreaker. Yeah, thank you so much. So for today's episode, guys, we will be doing this or that. So feel free to choose which one you prefer the most, prefer more, and feel free to expound as well if you like. Is that great? Okay. Okay. Sounds great. <laughs> so first, stay at home or attend events and parties? My answer is, is it pre-pandemic or during the pandemic? Mm, so you're pre-pandemic. Oh, shucks. Pre-pandemic. <laughs> I, 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 it's hard to choose. I would answer mm. both because staying at home allows me to be with my family, but mm. attending parties and events also allows me to stay in touch with people who are part of my industry. So it's a hard toss-up <laughs> between the two, but I have to answer both. Okay, I mean both events naman are important and marami ring mahalagang tao sa in both options, right? Next one, Miss Riza. I just want to say that you are one of the most, you know, empowering and admirable women because you've got it all. The beauty, the brains, but if you can only be known for one. Miss Riza, would you rather be known for your beauty or be known for your brains? I'm assuming here this is physical beauty. So mm-hmm. I will go for brains because I feel like, you know, my whatever intelligence or knowledge I possess, it allows me to help others and improve other people's lives. I love it. But before we proceed to the next one, I just also want to say that kung ako rin po yung I think I would also like to be known for my brains. <laughs> 
Okay. For the next one, the Shut Up and Kiss Me Lipis and Do Cooling Tints are actually one of the many amazing products of no other than Happy Skin. So in the span of three and a half years, Happy Skin set up 13 stores and close to 100 beauty counters across the country. And the brand has won 40 beauty awards from top fashion and beauty glosses. And Happy Skin is also the first local cosmetics label to collaborate with the Disney. So we're I really wonder, Miss Risa, would you rather choose Shut Up and Kiss Me Matte Lipis or Do Cooling Lip and Cheek Tint? Wow, that's a tough question to answer because <laughs> the Shut Up and Kiss Me Matte Lipis are, are so iconic to the brand. You know, mm-hmm. that's where we really were able to give Filipinas a color that suits the Filipina skin tone mm-hmm. and something that gives a beautiful trendy matte finish without drying the lips. You can really feel the combination of makeup and skincare in our lippies. But of course, the do cooling lip and cheek tint is such an innovation. So it's like you're asking me to choose who's my favorite child. (laughs) So I can't answer, but I think at the end of the day for a woman wearing it, lip color will always be a matter of preference. Like where Mm -hmm. you're going, what you're going to do, what activities. I mean, I guess it's like putting on your dress or whatever you're going to wear. It depends on your mood and the nature of the event or the occasion. Mm-hmm. So no one has to choose. You can have all kinds of lipsticks. Yes. And actually, I just, oh my God, kanina lang, may dumating ako na happy skin orders. So I got the serum foundation. I'm wearing it right now. I just want to say. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. You know, I never get tired of feeling kilig when people, you know, get so happy wearing happy skin products because that for me, that's always been the goal. It You know, to make women feel more confident about themselves while wearing makeup. So thank you so much for getting the, the serum foundation. Yes, I love it. It's so innovative. Oh my God. Miss Teresa, so now that we're done with the little icebreaker, I just want to dive deeper with you about happy skin and leadership as a woman. So the first question is, how did you build a competitive and trustworthy branding for happy skin? Because right now, we, we all know how important branding is. Like, tipo, for me, as a consumer, mapapabili ako ng isang product Dahil lang maganda ang branding niya. So, ganun siya kahalaga. So, we just want to ask you, how did you build a competitive and trustworthy branding for Happy Skin? You know, it's so encouraging to see a lot of individuals from the younger generation right now mm-hmm. bravely start their businesses like you. you know, <laughs> just on Instagram, I see a lot of youth-led brands that sprouted from a simple yet unique idea. And you can mm-hmm. tell that these aren't just flash in the pan businesses because of the pandemic and because until now they're still standing today Mm -hmm. and there seems to be a lot of passion and ingenuity among the young people all of this actually reminds me of how happy skin began and Mm -hmm. i'd like to think happy skin's branding comes from comes across as trustworthy because it started from a very honest place for me Mm-hmm. In my book, Read My Lips, What It Takes to Build a World-Class Homegrown Brand, I share that happy skin began from a personal pain point of mine. Mm, yeah. Around that time, the business idea was starting. I had already clocked in 15 years as a model and as a beauty columnist. So this experience gave me an in-depth look into the local cosmetics landscape 
But even with so many makeup brands in the market back then, 90% of them being foreign brands, huh? Mm-hmm. No one really catered to what the Filipina needed. So there wasn't a single there wasn't a single makeup brand that cared for the skin and also suited the Philippines tropical weather and had the Filipina skin tone in mind. Yes. And I I super understood what it felt like to break out whenever I used makeup. Actually, it was at the peak of my modeling career that my skin was at its worst. Mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't the only one who felt that way because I got a lot of beauty questions from my column that a lot of women also felt had the same concern. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of women, there's this vicious cycle of using makeup to cover the effects of using makeup. So instead of waiting for someone to come up with a, an answer to this problem, I thought, why not be the one to create it? So in 2013, Happy Skin came to life. It was born out of a passion for beauty and because of a gap in the cosmetics industry that needed to be filled. Mm-hmm. So this leads me to how we made sure to maintain the competitiveness of Happy Skin. It's about creating value and by offering a unique proposition that's valuable, rare, and inimitable. Happy Skin is positioned as a dual citizen of makeup and skincare. And we are the first cosmetic brand to actually do so. And it's the brand is a combination of mastige, meaning mass plus prestige. Mm. So it combines the best of both worlds, meaning it offers products with premium quality but with affordable price points. Mm-hmm. So when you look around, of course, any makeup brand would naturally love to be on your skin. But not every brand can claim and prove that they can actually care for it. So today, yeah. Happy Skin continues to own this proposition. I mean, so many brands have sprouted, but Happy Skin remains inimitable. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps us relevant and needed in the lives of our consumers. And that's also what keeps consumers coming back to us. Ms. Riza, the one word that stayed with me, well, everything stayed with me, is how you used the word inimitable for happy skin. Because there are a lot of makeup brands, skincare brands out there, but it is because happy skin offers something that is inimitable, which keeps the customers coming back. And that is and that is amazing. I mean, I am learning so much even from the first question only. <laughs> Thank you. I think it's so important to really give, no matter what profession you're in, mm-hmm. um, in our personal and professional lives, giving value to others is so important. So mm-hmm. that's what really kept the brand also valuable to the consumers. Right. I love that. So I feel like every brand should define its value proposition. And it's always, you know, customer-centric. Yes, that's true. <laughs> So, Ms. Risa, let's say that everything would be scrapped, you know, and you will start from scratch. So, you can only keep one aspect of happy skin, a non-negotiable. What is that single most crucial ingredient for happy skin to still be where it is today? Okay, I'm going to answer this question by sharing one thing I would keep and Mm -hmm. another I would change. Okay. So what I would definitely keep is Happy Skin's unique proposition. It's mm-hmm. really what secures our sustainable competitive advantage. You know, being a skin-caring makeup brand is also what gave us the confidence to enter and find success in the skincare market. Makeup that cares for the skin. This is our slogan. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. promise keeps us relevant and it also allowed us to expand. You know, we started with makeup, but we later on, like today, you see us, we also offer skincare yes. and it makes business sense. 
thinking back to my own journey as an entrepreneur and also seeing how other companies are run, I think the one one of the biggest mistakes a business can make is not investing in human resources. Mm. You know, that's the person or that department that will be managing your most important resource in the company, and that's your people. So admittedly, in Happy Skin, it wasn't one of the thir- first things we prioritized when we were starting. Mm. So nauna ma fill in all the other positions, and it was only later on that we prioritized HR. That's why hindsight is powerful, especially when you use it to improve the business and move forward. So that's mm-hmm. one thing I would, wouldn't would change and one thing I would change. You know, human resource resources or the HR department has evolved from traditional hiring and managing of salaries and benefits of the employees. Mm-hmm. You know, today, HR is an in-depth position that also focuses on strategic, strategic aspects of the company. Yeah, you know, HR is the partner of the top executives making important business decisions, so that you can achieve the overall business goals of the company. And looking back, I think a huge part of our daily concerns would have been addressed at the onset had we brought HR, an HR professional, at the right time. Hey, boss besties! Kuntuwang Pilipina Podcast is a safe space to share the stories of different inspiring Filipinos. This is a safe space. This is your safe space. And isn't your tote bag supposed to be a safe space for your belongings too? That is why I am so grateful to share with you that our This is a Safe Space tote bag in collaboration with Hiraya Pilipina is available now. For only 299 pesos, you get a washable and reusable 14 inches by 16 inches tote bag with zipper. Super spacious. We told you it is a safe space. Order now at shopee.ph slash Pilipina. And don't forget to tag us once you copped your own tote bag. Wow, alam mo po, Ms. Riza, actually, when I read your book, that is actually one of the things that really stayed with me. When you said that you should have invested on HR even from the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, that, that's so true. Because, um, like I said, I think it's one of the biggest mistakes a lot of companies make, especially when they're starting. Mm -hmm. And I think another thing is, well, it came with HR. Like when we got an HR person to come on board, Mm -hmm. we created and defined our mission, vision, and values only later on. Mm -hmm. And for any entrepreneur who wants to start, I really, really highly suggest you do that before you even launch. I mean, it, it will serve as the compass of your business. And it will help guide you during the milestones and even the most difficult decisions. Mm-hmm. But Ms. Risa, if it's okay to ask, no? because for most of our listeners, uh, they're mostly my age as well or someone like older lang ng onte. But uh, most of us like run our small businesses. So... I just, I'm just curious, like, when is the right time to hire an HR? I mean, I know that you said na dapat sa una pa lang, you should already do this because napakalaking asset ng pagkakaroon ng human resources sa company. But, you know, as a small business owner, feeling ko marami kang kailangang hats na suotin at the start, at the beginning. Like, you, you have to be your own accountant, um, your own HR. So, what is your advice for small business owners who are thinking or who are still 
deciding whether it is really the right time already for them to hire an HR, just like your advice? Well, I totally agree with you that any entrepreneur that is starting really wears so many hats. Like at the start, I was also taga empaque, taga cargador, everything. Yes. Like <laughs> even my own husband and son were helping me pack so many things in our house. Our mm-hmm. sala transformed into a mini warehouse. Pag nago open kami ng branch in another count in another in a mall, kami nagdadala at nagingress. So I totally understand how today's young entrepreneurs also feel because we were also there and if you know nothing no success happens overnight it's really a journey now when it comes to getting an hr professional you know the thing about entrepreneurship or running a business the biggest bulk of being a leader is managing people yeah so although you wear many hats i think you also have to make that smart business decision of you know out hiring more people to delegate work you mm-hmm. can't be everything all at the same time because you're also compromising what value you can bring to your own company mm. i mean if anything there was a point where we were so you know hesitant to grow the team but it was when we actually started hiring more people that the company grew <laughs> exponentially so sometimes a lot of business owners are afraid to say it translates to an expense if i hire yeah. someone it equi- it's equivalent to an expense but you know what when you learn to delegate and hire the right people for different positions mm-hmm. your mind as an entrepreneur you're you're freeing up more time so that you yeah. can think strategically and think of ways for the business to grow so there's you know no exact answer because you will know when you okay. should be hiring that hr person mm-hmm. i mean i can't give an uh an answer that will you know be a rule for anyone because different businesses require different require different things so you'll know you know as the team grows you will need you, you can't play hr all the time and forever so i think as an entrepreneur the one who started the business yes. you have to learn how to let go of doing other things too that's the first step I love that, Miss Teresa. I love that you mentioned how other entrepreneurs sometimes think that when you're hiring a person in in your company or in your team, even how small it is, they not translate as expense, but a huge mindset shift that um, I'm glad I learned even early on is that when you're hiring the right people, of course, um, they are not expenses, but they are actually assets. And yes, this assets and investments. Yeah. Because if you you treat them right, they will. You know, you want that relationship to be long term. You don't want, you know, someone will stay only for a short while. Then you get mm. someone new, and you have to train them again. That's also not efficient. It's a, also a waste of your own resources and time. Is one of the biggest resources that any person can never take back. Yeah. So you have to know how to manage your time as an entrepreneur. Miss mm-hmm. Riza, we th- you touched early on that being an entrepreneur, isa sa mga pinakamalaking responsibilities is actually you know managing people or being a leader to these people. And for our next question, I want to ask you: with the pandemic, you know, and the continuous expansion of Happy Skin, um, how do you manage to be a good and a proactive leader? especially right now during the pandemic? 
for me, leadership is beyond revenues and growing the company. Mm-hmm. Leadership also means you look after your employees and their growth. I mean, anyone can be an entrepreneur, but not mm-hmm. everyone can be a leader, right? Anyone can make money, but not everyone gives back or adds value to the lives of people. So during the start of the pandemic, I felt very strongly about my responsibility to protect the safety and well-being of the Happy Skin team. As much as possible, we wanted to ensure assure each one of their jobs. And I took into consideration the necessity of physical security at that time. And that included also mental and financial security too. Mm-hmm. And I think part of being a leader is also feeling like there's something you could have done better. You know, okay. these days we're becoming more settled in our new way of living, but it wasn't this way at the start of the pandemic. It was really, really hard. You know, I don't, you know, whenever I think of the times I felt like I fell short, I also Mm -hmm. remind myself back then that even the most experienced entrepreneur didn't have a playbook to guide them on the right thing to do when this pandemic started. So I think another skill that all leaders must have is learning how to get back up, dust yourself off, and try again. So, Ms. Riza, um, you admitted that there was, there was really a time that you felt like you fell short. But what is important is how, kung paano po kayo nag, um, nag-jump back or kung paano po kayo bumawi, kumbaga. I think it apply, that lesson applies not just as an entrepreneur, but even to our personal lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, we go through... You know, the past two years have been the most challenging years of our life mm-hmm. with this pandemic. We've experienced not just, uh, you know, challenges in business, but even in our family and personal lives. And I think, you know, it doesn't, moving forward doesn't mean your feelings or what you're going through is invalid. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, at a time like this, what we feel and how we process things, these are all valid. But I think the important thing people forget is, to learn to move forward. I mean, that that's an important skill we all have to have, whether in business or in our personal lives. Ms. Riza, speaking of moving forward, what are your golden rule or golden rules when it comes to leadership that you wish to share with our fellow Filipino entrepreneurs? If anything, I've learned that in my years of working with so many people across different industries that mm. just because someone possesses authority, it doesn't mean that they can be called a leader. Mm. In, our, in our culture, we often mistake one for the other because the truth is leaders are capable of even challenging authority. You don't really need a label or a designation to be a leader. That's something I want my fellow Filipina entrepreneurs to understand and embody. Mm -hmm. If you've entered a room and asked questions that no one wants to ask, that's leadership. Leaders raise tension. Leaders make difficult and even unpopular decisions. Leaders are defined not just by successes, but also how trials are handled and how you survive them. Ms. Riza, I'm currently reading this book called The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And uh, what you've just said, they really, really stayed with me, stuck with me, because uh, I feel like we really sometimes mistake authority with leadership. I mean, I think it's very common, even with even with our politics in the Philippines, you know? But... Uh, 
I agree with you that these two are different and leaders can even challenge those with authority. I love that you said that. And actually, I also want to add that leaders can lead even without authority or position or power. You don't need a title. You, I think in a room, you can tell who people respect yeah. and who has the title of a leader. Yeah. Without the label isn't important, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I know that it isn't important. But if if our listener is someone na sa tingin nila na parang baka baka hindi naman ako naturally gifted as a leader. Uh, I just also want to share or add na I think leadership can be learned. You can you can undergo a process in order to become a better leader because. Siyempre, kahit naman you're naturally gifted with leadership skills, if that's not developed over time, and may, may pagkakataon na baka masayang lang yung gifts na to because what's important is how we continuously challenge ourselves and continuously use these gifts actively, proactively. <laughs> when, when I said that the label isn't important, that's the problem about labels. I mean... When we start in school, in group work, there's always, okay, this person will be the leader, this yeah. one will be the rep- reporter, this one will be the creative. But these are labels that create unconscious biases or you know, mold us to yeah. think in our barriers. That, okay, that's how we're trained when we are young that, oh, okay, since the label of a leader is to, with that person, then shame leader. Mm-hmm. But it limits other people to exercise and try to develop their own leadership skills. Mm-hmm. See? So that's why I, I'm glad you brought it up na, paano kung, you're, you, it's, is it something you can develop? Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. I think it's through our everyday experiences that really make people realize, oh, I can be a leader. I mean, it's not limited, like I said, to a label. You know, in a, in, in a group, sometimes it's difficult struggles that make, you know, that, that bring out leadership skills. You things you never thought you had or you didn't think it, you had it in you. But it's when the trials and hard times come, maybe in your family or through school, that's when your leadership skills come about. So it is something that can be developed and discovered. Hey there, Boss Besties! I am so grateful to share with you that Ms. Riza shared a special code for our community so you can avail her very own book, Read My Lips. This book reveals Riza Manantiltrelio's personal journey in building world-class homegrown beauty brand, Happy Skin. Part memoir and part business guide, the award-winning Filipino entrepreneur answers your biggest questions about how to start your own business. A must-read for those who want to be entrepreneurs but don't know where to start, professionals pivoting to a different career, those with the day jobs building businesses on the side, or just anyone in between who wants to learn more about business, beauty, and life. You may use the code Hiraya Pilipina for 10% off, available on Read My Lips Print or Read My Lips ebook. You can find the special links in the description box. Active from today until December 31. 
Yes. Wow. I love that leadership can be something that can be developed and discovered even at any age. So uh, right now, Ms. Riza, I love our conversation about leadership, but let's go back to business. Although, of course, those two are sisters, <laughs> let's say. So about business, Ms. Riza, you know, if we're being tr- transparent, what do you think are the pros and cons? I know it's very general, but I just want to ask what's on the top of your mind right now. What do you think are the pros and cons of being a woman when it comes to business? Well, if you're a woman in business, you'll understand that it's a male-dominated field. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this expectation for Filipinas to be docile, which is a harmful stereotype. Because the thing is, when women speak our, our minds, when we speak our minds, we're immediately labeled as bossy, yes. uptight, or know-it-all. And aside from that, there's also more pressure on women to maintain and pursue excellence both at home and at work. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, there's a different set of standard of what it means to be a successful business person when you're a woman. Mm-hmm. So, but what I really love is the endurance and perseverance that women entrepreneurs have. Mm-hmm. I don't know if women are built with a higher threshold for pain, but <laughs> through conversations I've had with successful leaders who are women, I've realized that professional and personal heartbreaks that come from business aren't uncommon. And what I admire about these female entrepreneurs is that women have this ability to keep going, to keep standing strong, to lead, to innovate and evolve, even when they've been given every reason to give up. Diba? Parang yeah. iba yung iba ang babae, diba? And if, if I look back, personally for me, another motivator for me when I started my bis- own business is a little more personal. Because before I met and married my partner now, Paolo Trillo, I was a single mom for several years. Mm. And it was working and earning my own money during those years that affirmed my belief that economic independence independence is vital for women. Because a lot, not a lot of women aren't given as many opportunities in their life. So okay. economic independence is what allowed me to change my future and my sons. Mm. And when I got married to Paolo, I still wanted to maintain that economic independence, even though I no longer needed it to survive. So being in financially independent as a woman helps you create the life you want and the life you want others to have. When I later had two daughters, mm-hmm. it fueled that decision even more. Because for me, I want my two girls to know that in singlehood or in marriage, mm-hmm. they can always be empowered to stand on their own two feet and take charge of their future. I love that. I mean, I always see your Instagram posts and stories with your daughter, with your family, and I'm really inspired by how you empower your daughter Celestia and Audra, and even Enzo. I hope that our listeners right now are feeling empowered as well by this advice, by these words of wisdom from you, Miss Teresa. Because honestly, I'm glad that you mentioned na. Dito sa business, actually, or entrepreneurship, hindi maraming babae tayo nakikita. And even as a young woman who wants to go into business or who, who wants to, you know, run her own business even in the future, 
as a young woman, akala ko talaga na kapag sinabi mo na businessman or like kapag sinabi mo na business, ang ang unang image na papasok sa iyo is a man in a suit who is um, yes, yeah. Right? And I think I love this conversation about empowerment on women when it comes to leadership and business because I really think that these kinds of conversations should be talked about more because more women like me feel safe whenever we hear words of wisdom, especially from you, Ms. Risa, who has successfully run her own business and built Happy Skin. So amazing. You know, I think that I'm always so supportive of women in entrepreneurship. That's why mm-hmm. one of my ad- advocacies is really um, women empowerment through entrepreneurship. Because, you know, really, there are more men in business than women. But mm-hmm. we can change that. And the benefits of a woman in business, whether it's in a company or having her own business, mm-hmm. it's it really, you know, when a woman succeeds in business, so does her family because she's the homemaker. She She's the one who cares for the family. It trickles down to so many more people. And I always talk about economic independence or being financially independent because we live in a culture where the woman is so dependent on the guy. Mm-hmm. And I really encourage all the, your, your, you know, everyone listening that you have to find that economic independence or be financially independent early on as a woman because you don't want you know that that your your life is dependent on someone else you have to create your own future yeah. whether whether even if you don't start your own business being financially independent by saving enough and investing enough wh- through a job financial independence is so important because your future is in your hands and not anyone else's i agree with you miss risa and i think these your words really inspire our listeners, hopefully. So uh, with that being said, now that we're into, you know, motherhood and being a woman, hindi lang sa business or entrepreneurship, but in a family setting, um, I want to dive deeper with you, Ms. Risa, about motherhood. So there have been ongoing discussions lately about women being quote-unquote sayang once they already have children. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, I'm aware that, the, you know, that's always a discussion about women. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important that we likewise put the spotlight on a discussion where women are labeled as too ambitious. It's actually connected because the discussion isn't just about sayang because women, you know, become moms or have children. Women are viewed as sayang when they're when they attempt to dream of achieving something outside motherhood or marriage it's mm. it's like when you get married and have kids sayanka and then when you try to do or achieve something even if you're married already and have children you're labeled them as too ambitious. ambitious like it's as if women can't you can't win on both sides so there's this um mindset or the way people perceive women that for you to be a good wife or a mom, you should drop your dreams. As soon as you get married, you have to focus and devote your life to being a mother or a homemaker. Yes. And then 
women are judged as being bad mothers when we aspire to achieve something outside motherhood or marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's unfair because it's either you be a good mother or be good at your job. Never both. Because being both was, quote unquote, too ambitious of us. Okay. That's the and, label. And I think, Ms. Teresa, with that being said, parang, kumbaga, parang ano, no? parang kailangang mamili ng babae palagi. Parang isa lang yes. yung option. Pero, in fact, you can always choose both. Yes. Actually, when you limit women to this way of thinking, us either, you know, sayang dahil nagkaroon na ng family at nagkaanak, or when you try, you're too ambitious. When you limit women like that, you're also limiting a woman's rights of what she has the right to do. And it's funny because Tagalog is typically gender neutral. So when you translate the word ambitious in Tagalog, it's ambitiosa, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's already gendered to describe a woman. Even if normally Tagalog <laughs> is usually gender neutral. So it's even more harmful when you're described as ambitious, ambitiosa. It doesn't always take on a positive meaning in Tagalog. Mm-hmm. But I love how over the years, more and more Filipinas are really taking ownership of this word mm-hmm. and transforming it from taboo to truth. Mm-hmm. You know, I've... I've been asked before and um, in an interview and I, I gave an answer na being a better mom can make you a better blank. So mm-hmm. it's up to you to fill in that word. Mm-hmm. To any mom or any mom-to-be or any woman become dreaming of becoming a mom some, someday, you can fill that blank with whatever it is your dream, with whatever it is you dream of doing or what you're currently doing for a living. For me... Being a mom has made me a better entrepreneur. Wow. It's actually when when I see my children every day, it makes me more mindful of what kind of world I'm leaving with them and their generation. Mm-hmm. It's actually my children and being a mom that motivates me to contribute harder and with more urgency to the big problems of the world, which is the focus of high impact and entrepreneurs. So no matter what your profession is or your passion, Women should not be phased by old mindsets that say being a woman will cripple you or hold you back. You know, that's why when I also talk to entrepreneurs and young women like you, I always say talaga, celebrate your wins, no matter how big or small. You know, mark your own milestone, share it with your partner, your children, your community. Hold your head up high and don't apologize for ambition or success. You know why? Because you don't know who will be who will be helped by your story. Mm-hmm. Because when you share any success, you're using your voice. And the more examples we see of female role models, whether they're single, married, or with children, it will inspire other women to think bigger. You are setting the example when you share your milestones. Hi there, my name is Laika Maravilla. Has anyone ever called you a try-hard? Is trying hard a bad thing or a good thing? Let's talk about that in the Trying Hard with Laika Maravilla podcast. Brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Wow. Ms. Riza, I feel affirmed and empowered that you mentioned how important it is to celebrate your wins no matter how kung paano mo man siya i-celebrate or ipakita. Kasi sometimes, 
nakakatakot na kunwari mag-share sa social media ng wins mo because you feel like it's not yet too big or baka masyado pang maliit sa mata ng society. But I totally agree with you na each win matters no matter how small it is in the eyes of the society because once you share that, another woman can resonate with it and can make her feel empowered just like what we're doing right now in this podcast episode actually <laughs> that's great i mean every win don't be shy because you never know who's reading your post and mm. you really ne- never know who you're inspiring at that moment every journey is different i mean i know it can feel like <laughs> but everyone's it's a it, the journey is a book. You're you're you can be on page ten and someone's already on page one hundred. Mm-hmm. So you know anyone who's reading that page that you're sharing might be inspired. They're still in page one, but they got inspired to move forward and reach more, write more pages of their own journey. Actually, I think I am a living example of that because i always i always say this whenever i am you know interviewed and when i talk to public figures and entrepreneurs like you that i am actually deeply inspired especially to run a business because of women filipino women like you miss riza who continuously challenge the norm and who continuously set an example for younger girls and i just want to thank you for that oh thank you too for you know <laughs> expressing and sharing that to me it makes me feel that you know the things i also try to embrace and the mm-hmm. values and what i embrace as an entrepreneur as a woman and as a mom parang worth lahat ng paghihirap because it even if you can change the life or the mindset of one person you always feel like that's already a win. Yes. Uh, so, Ms. Risa, moving forward, no, we're commonly thrown the love or career dilemma. Although, sinabi nga natin kanina na hindi mo naman kailangang mamili ng isa. Kasi you can always choose both. But since we're commonly thrown that dilemma, no, how do you balance different aspects of your life as a successful entrepreneur and a loving mother to Enzo, Celestia, and Audra? You know, the funny thing is, being a mom and an entrepreneur aren't really so different from each other. Mm. In fact, being good in one helps me become good in the other. Wow. So both moms and entrepreneurs, for example, need good time management skills, mm. customer relationship skills, and as a mom, my customers are my kids <laughs> who I have to please and serve and yeah. make sure they're okay. <laughs> um, you also need for both financial management, creativity, but I think most important for being, in being a mom and an entrepreneur, you, you in both worlds, you also need empathy. I think today more and more people are looking for leaders who don't just exhibit excellence, but also empathy. Mm. The mark of a great leader isn't just, you know, the ability to sustain a team, but also how well they're able to understand what drives people and what holds them back. And being a mom has made me more sensitive to that. You know, this isn't about you know, me treating employees or the team or colleagues like children, but it's really about encouraging 
other entrepreneurs to use mm-hmm. empathy to discover and tap into your style of leadership, no matter how that style of leadership may look like. Empathy, that is such a beautiful word. And I love how you answered, Ms. Risa, na hindi naman kabawasan ng isa kapag magaling ka dito sa isa no um you're you are a living example that you can be a, a great mom and also a successful entrepreneur with empathy i love that so mr isa we're now down to our last question although i am enjoying my kwentuhan with you so much um what can you tell the young and empowered women today or what can you tell the young and empowered women of today that you wish Someone told you when it comes to love and career from the from the very start or even before. I think younger people tend to feel like they have to choose either love or career because they don't have much time. Mm. But when I think of my own story, there were milestones that came into my life after my teens and my 20s. Mm-hmm. I was a single mother to Enzo when I got married to my husband Paolo in my early 30s. And then I gave birth to our daughter Celestia the succeeding year, and then Happy Skin launched the year after, wow. and then came Audra. So, parang it's like three babies na magkasunod. Oh, <laughs> there will always be a time in your life when you feel like you have to prioritize your career. When you're younger, this is usually the scenario when you're still single and you don't have a family. Mm-hmm. But there will also be a time when you need to prioritize your family. And then there will definitely be most there will most definitely be a time when you can have both but you also need to prioritize both simultaneously because of this i think the question we need to ask isn't do i choose love or career for me the answer to that will never satisfy us i think we need to ask instead how do i choose myself You know, choosing yourself doesn't mean thinking about you or being inconsiderate of others' needs or other people's yeah. needs. What it what it means is being honest with what you really need at a given time in your life. Because when you do that, it allows you to be a much better person for everyone else around you, for your family, for your company. And when I asked myself this, I learned that it was important for me to be helped. So I allow myself to be helped and to trust my support system, whether it's at home or at work. For in my family, for my my in our home, mm-hmm. Paolo is really my anchor when it comes to this. You know, his goodness and leadership inspire me every single day, mm-hmm. and I'm super super grateful because he really supports me to the point that he always makes sure I have the time to accomplish whatever I need to do. Mm-hmm. So I think lastly, you don't have to be a mom yet. To feel this way, but of course, being a mom will really highlight the sentiment. But as early as now, I think you have to accept that you will never feel like you are equally giving the best of yourself to each one of your many responsibilities and priorities. Mm-hmm. I think perfect balance is such a tall order. There, are, you know, some practical things that have helped me are shifting my mindset from achieving balance to. Having integration, you know, understanding that mm. how I spend my time will always change depending on my needs, my family, or my business, or for that particular moment. I think an entrepreneur has to be dynamic. You know, yes, you'll get a different answer at different points in your life. What to prioritize? What is important at this time? What is important at this time? And 
above all, I think you have to know your non-negotiables mm-hmm. and what you can be flexible with. For me, all of these help me be what other people need me to be and to be the kind of woman I can be proud of being. Ms. Teresa, I am so grateful that I had this conversation with you and your answer to that final question deeply inspired me. I, I, I super love what you said about that mindset shift from having the perfect balance, even if you're not a mom yet. Like in my situation, I'm balancing a lot of things right now. And I agree with you that the perfect balance is such a huge toll. So I love that you mentioned the mindset shift from achieving that perfect balance to integration. I think it is super valuable that simple mindset shift can can really do so much if you really resonate with it and if you really apply it to your life. Uh, So guys, to conclude this episode, I just want to mention what stayed with me from my Quintuan with Ms. Teresa. And the first thing is what I mentioned earlier, that mindset shift. Ang daming, ang dami yata nating mindset shift na natakal, Ms. Teresa, no? Na you do not have to choose between being a mother and an entrepreneur because you can always choose both. You have that option for yourself. Number two, that mindset shift from achieving a perfect balance to integration. And to always choose yourself sa lahat ng mga bagay na ito. So you know what works for you. And I guess another thing that stayed with me is that nung sinabi mo, Miss Risa, na you know your timeline sa business mo. You know, as a, as a business owner, no matter how small your business is, alam mo kung nasaan ka, alam mo kung ano yung kailangan ng business mo. So, ikaw lang yung makakasagot kung kailan mo kailangan ng HR or ng other employees. But, delegation is key. I think that's what really stayed with me and I wanted to apply that to my own business as well. So, kayo ba, listeners, what stayed with you? Please do not forget to share the podcast to your Instagram stories and share us what stayed with you in this very meaningful kwentuhan and tag us at Kwentuang Pilipina at Risa Manankiltrillo and yours truly at your Sunshine Cleo of what stayed with you. Anong nanatili sa inyo from our kwentuhan? Also, please join us in our Facebook group, Kwentuang Pilipina Community, at doon natin ituloy itong kwentuhan. Once again, it is Kwentuang Pilipina Community on Facebook. Special thanks to our managing editor, Aliana Patrimonio, and this podcast is brought to you by Hirayu Pilipina and Podcast Network Asia. This has been your Sunshine Cleo, and I will be back for more kwentuhan every Monday on major podcast platforms. So please do not forget to follow us on Spotify, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, Kwentuhang Pilipina. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Hold up. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 